This is Lincoln A to Z. Lincoln A to Z. Lincoln A to Z. We've chosen 52 squares at random from the Lincoln A to Z street map. E and D. 15. And now we have to go to all 52 and make a program about each and every one. Lincoln A to Lincoln Z. Lincoln A to Z. Each week we'll be setting off on our trusty bikes to find a different grid. Lincoln A to Z. We could find ourselves in a leafy residential area, a bustling city street, or a completely empty field. We'll present our findings every week here on Siren FM as we uncover Lincoln one grid at a time. Lincoln A to Z. 52 grids, two men, one map, no clue. Yeah, that's right. We're Lincoln A to Z, and uh, that crazy clapped-out concept there is uh, is what we're all about. And the managing editor of Siren FM said, "Yeah, that's fine. Come along and do it." So here we are. Apropos of nothing, we're mac- micro-analyzing a single grid from the map of Lincoln, and we're going to play some great music too. I'm Paul Tyler, and over there, ready to put the needles on the records and flick between 33 or 45 RPM, is the man that Chuck Berry wrote that song about. It's Johnny Hall. Hello there. Hey, Johnny. Uh, now let us know what grid we're visiting this week. My name is Les Sheehan, and I've lived in Lincoln for over 30 years. Couldn't remember exactly how many. Lincoln, to me, it's just a cathedral on the hill, beautiful city, undiscovered York, nice place. And you want me to pick out a grid now? Right, what have we got? I have got K19. Lincoln A to Z on Siren FM, K19. Johnny, tell us what, where this grid is and what is inside it. Okay, Ken, K19 is down Brant Road. It's uh, the area around Lowfield Schools. You've got Bradbury Avenue around there. It's an area I know very, very well. It's where I grew up. It's very much 70s suburbia. Mm-hmm. You're, uh, I love these phrases I'm about to use. Uh, neck of the woods. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, yep. Stomping ground. Yeah. And uh, Manor. It's my Manor. That's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, believe me, they'll come up. <laughs> <laughs> will, will you use those to death throughout the rest of the programme? Uh, now, if you know anything about this grid or, or any of our other 51, because there's 52 in total, uh, then please uh, check out the website, have a look around and get in contact with us. Now, you can do that via email, lincolna to z at sirenonline.co.uk. You can find us on Facebook. And, of course, we're on Twitter. Hashtag Lincoln A to Z. And uh, for details on this grid and the other 51, there's our fabulous website. Lincoln A to Z dot co dot UK. OK, now it's time to uh, go to our, our first uh, visit of our K19 grid. And earlier in this series, we visited the K13 grid, uh, which was very much the area that I grew up in. So now it's time to visit Johnny's Manor. So on our way to our K19 grid that we're exploring this week. Uh, we went through our first ever grid, uh, which was, uh, was it L16? That's right, L16, our first ever one. Very significant, I can't remember it. Uh, but what's happening now as we, uh, as we travel around Lincoln, and we're remembering what sort of happened there, and that was the very start of our Lincoln A to Z journey. And um, it, was, it just felt quite significant uh, cycling through it again, really, uh, and bringing back, you know, sort of memories and us, and us wobbling our way around on our first ever grid visit, not really knowing what we were doing. It's interesting to see that we've not really moved on <laughs> from, uh, from that sort of method of, of just walking around and, and mumbling into a microphone. Now, another thing we're, uh, that I noticed uh, on our way to this grid uh, was a, a woman uh, having a race with a car. Now, inevitably... 
the car won. Uh, but the woman didn't seem too too dischuffed about it. Now, Johnny, is that the kind of thing that happened uh, in the Brant Road area when you were younger? Well, I don't remember that happening, no. Um, obviously, the, this, this grid is quite significant for me because this is the area that I grew up in. Uh, we're in the area around uh, Bradbury Avenue, Calder Road, uh, sort of part way down Brant Road, not far from the Lowfield Shopping Centre. And I spent most of my youth around here. And we're standing right now on, on Calder Road, just near the two schools, uh, what were Lowfields Infants and Junior School. The infant school right now is actually shut, and I, I was one of the first years in that school. I remember watching it being built, and now it's all shut down, and apparently it's, it's going to be a school for naughty children, whatever the proper phrase is for that. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, some of the locals are a little bit upset about that, I know. Um, you know, naughty kids have got to go to school as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, there's usually a, a thing about not in my backyard. Uh, like when I worked in a, in a children's home, there was a lot of that, you know, people uh, unsure about exactly what, you know, sort of behaviour goes on. Uh, and I would say uh, no more uh, normal behaviour than the average uh, teenager, uh, which we know hasn't, <laughs> uh, hasn't changed uh, at all uh, since, well, certainly uh, the 1920s. Uh, everyone through their teens uh, misbehaves, and if they don't, they're perhaps doing it wrong. But yeah, we're in front of the, what was the middle school? And what you used to do, you know, when you got to a certain age when you were a big boy, you, uh, you moved across the road from the infants to the junior school. And it was called Lowfields Junior School. And the reason it was called Lowfields Junior School is because this area used to be part of a farm called Lowfields Farm. So there was a, a reason for it to be called Lowfields. But for some reason, this is a common thing nowadays, um, at some point they've decided to change the name. I don't know why. And it's now called The Meadows. There are no meadows around here. It just sounds like a generic name that somebody's... Maybe, maybe they had an online vote or something and everyone thought, oh, the Meadows sounds nice. Uh, it's meaningless. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, obviously, as soon as I look at the Meadows, after living in Nottingham for a, a short period of time, that's exactly what I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about, uh, you know, one of, one of the uh, quite a, a characteristic, uh, characteristically rough area. Uh, of, of, of Nottingham and uh, as I saw that the Meadows Primary School uh, but what, what do you look, look at this building Johnny and I, I would say the same for uh, the new city school uh, Priory Academy or, or, or whatever they want to call it now on, on Skelly Road Skellingthorpe Road Skelly Road um, I would say that this is a very functional building but it has no soul yeah it's, it's not pretty is it it used to be a lot greener all this area here that's now car park this all used to be grass um, and you know we sometimes used to play on it, and now they've decided to tarmac it over. So I'm not sure why that was necessary. Uh, but yeah, it's it, as you say, functional but not pretty. Now, uh, just on the very, very edge of uh, of, a, of our grid is is the Lowfields or, or the Brant Road uh, Shopping Centre, and this is of course home um, to the Crow's Nest. Uh, public house now on various occasions johnny usually we, we record these very early in the morning so pubs aren't open or just as they're opening up and we we, we perhaps think you know well we've got we've got grids to record we best not go and get get a drink or two now uh, it's evening time um the pub is open do you think that is an inviting public house um well <laughs> i mean we did sometimes come here when i was a kid uh, obviously i wasn't allowed in me and my sister would sit outside with a, a packet of crisps and a, a lemonade but i think the, the crow's nest is what uh, the comedian david mitchell calls uh, an frp which is a, a flat roof pub and flat roof pubs always have a certain something about them a certain ambiance a certain they're never that inviting are they um quite why the, the pitch of the roof should have a, an influence on the on what's inside the pub, I don't know, but it, it does seem to be true. 
I do remember spending one uh, New Year's Eve in there, though, because uh, I think I was, I was, I was probably old enough to drink, but uh, we always knew we, we could get served in there. I think, uh, and I spent the whole evening putting uh, orchestral manoeuvres in the dark uh, on the jukebox, uh, which uh, which uh, I think it rattled a few uh, a few feathers. Walk through uh, a jetty or a jitty? Do you call them a jitty? You know, where they, a jitty where they have uh, the bars that stop you uh, riding your bike through. I didn't know there was a name for that even. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, jitty. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I think that's probably a Lincoln thing. Uh, but there's a definite smell of fire in the air, isn't there? We've just come past the house that's, well, I wouldn't say burnt down, but extremely fire damaged. But it's not that. That is a. Uh, that's like a, an allotment fire. That's, that's a really nice. You don't want your washing out with it. But it's really, really nice smell. Yeah, this whole area around here, Foxglove Way, is, is entirely new to me. Uh, none of this was here when I was a kid. This was the, the Pennells Nursery, where they, they grew all the plants uh, that they, they then sold in Pennells. And Pennells also used to have a, a dump where they would, they would get rid of all their old fertiliser and bits of corrugated iron and whatever else they had that they didn't need. And that was a great source of dens for us when we were children. We'd go up to the, the Pennells dump and uh, build dens out of bits of corrugated iron and uh, old bits of wood. Yeah, I wonder what children do now. All the, uh, the green spaces all seem to have been built on there. Uh, well, they burn down houses by the looks of things. <laughs> okay, so I'm, I'm interested, Johnny, in, in your early life at school. Uh, this, might, this might help our listeners to, to work out and put the pieces together of, of how you've turned out how you have. <laughs> um, and uh, teachers and things like that. So, so teachers, when you were very young... Um, don't name any names. Uh, you probably you, you, you're quite old now. You're a year older than me, so you probably can't remember any names anyway. Uh, but um, what, what was their influence on you? Did you like them? Did you hate them? How how was it? Did you run away from school kicking and screaming, or did you enjoy it? Well, when I first started school, when I started at the infant school, I absolutely loathed it. Um, I think that the first day my mum took me, I didn't realise that I had to stay the whole day. I thought I was just going to go in for a little bit, like play school, and then come home again. So I was quite shocked when I found that out. And um, at the time, as I say, the school had only recently been built and they hadn't finished putting all the fences up around the playing field. And so one day at morning playtime, I decided I'd had enough of this and made my way home again. I snuck out from one of the gaps in the fence at the far end of the field, uh, went home, snuck in the house without my mum knowing it was my bedroom and just started playing with my Lego, which is what I really wanted to do. Um, and after a little while, she, she heard a bit of a noise upstairs and came up to find me sat there happily playing away. Um, so, yeah, as you can imagine, she wasn't too happy with the school, that they'd failed in their duty of care and let me go wandering off as a five-year-old around the streets. Um, but, yeah, I, I was happy for a few minutes. Uh, so there we go. We're learning uh, more and more about the, uh, the illustrious uh, producer... Uh, Johnny Lee Hoare. Uh, as we go, uh, as we go, well, not just around this grid, which is, uh, as we said earlier, your stomping ground, your man. Um, but we're learning more about that. You know, you're an escape artist too. It would seem so, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. When I'm, when I'm not happy. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> find a way out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'll always find the weakness. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, what? So, 
when we went back to uh, the K13 grid, uh, where where I, I sort of uh, spent a lot of time, I still spend a lot of time around that area anyway. Um, so it's kind of still, it's not not so much of a going back scenario. Uh, whereas you don't really leave the uh, one <laughs> one circle mile of town no, no. Uh, ever if you can help it. Uh, so uh, you know, venturing down uh, Brant Road, which uh, now, well, it, it seems like it's turning into one of the uh, the rougher parts of Nottingham, um, <laughs> with its houses burnt down and uh, naming schools after its <laughs> after those rougher parts of nottingham uh, what's it like getting back there it was really odd because I, I expected to feel something for it because i spent so much of my, my formative years there i thought there would be a big nostalgia hit but there just wasn't it was it's not an area that's grown into itself very well i don't think you know it's very much 70s suburbia you know it's, it's an area i i associate with you know men in flared trousers and cheese on sticks <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know car keys and fruit bowls at parties that kind of all, <laughs> everything that happened in the 70s happened, happened there in the 70s, yeah. but um it, it's an area that's not you know in its in its middle age now i guess it's in its middle age in terms of architecture and you know the the buildings it's not a nice looking area it's not an area anyone would choose to live in i don't think really it looks a bit awkward uh, well between where we live now and uh, and that area we we did think uh, uh, about moving uh, just just not very far from this grid uh, and uh, there was something not there you know there was there was something yeah, sort yeah. of uh, something sort of missing can't put my finger on it mm. um and uh, i don't think you can either really can you no, it's, no, it's, it's very hard no. because it's uh, to all intents and purposes very nice you know very nice area nice looking area and uh, you know reasonably quiet when we were there certainly um but i don't know what what would you expect i mean what you know what what would you like to have seen then if you, if you were you know you think it's stopped in time what do you what do you what would you like to have seen i don't know i mean maybe my my memories of the area are kind of frozen in aspect now and I, I expect it to be all rose tinted and <laughs> we saw a couple of kids playing out in the street and which was you know more than i expected but there were very few around my memory of the area is kids everywhere riding around on bikes playing tig you know every area of grass had you know jumpers for goalposts and it, there was kids everywhere and when we were there it was an evening but it's early evening um and there was very few people around the whole the streets were pretty dead and that that's not how I remember it, but then maybe that's just my memory playing tricks on me. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you see, it's, it's quite funny because this week uh, someone put on there was loads of roadworks and stuff at the top of Brent Road at the moment, and someone uh, put on uh, on Facebook the other day. They said it was Harvey. He said. Uh is Brant Road still closed? Uh, and I, and I, my reply to that is, is probably one of the funniest things I've ever put on Facebook. Um, and that's, so that's not, I'm not aiming very high here. However, I did say uh, that, yes, it's closed forever um, and they've closed down the experiment as it went horribly wrong. Now, <laughs> uh, and, but I, I didn't get anything back. It's funny. Uh, sometimes you can put something very witty down and no one replies to it. No, no. But, you know, if anyone who lives down Brant Road now wants to contact us and tell us that we're wrong that it's a lovely place to live still and that there's a great community spirit then please do so because i'd like to hear, i'd genuinely like to hear that but i didn't see it when we were there mm-hmm. uh, but we're treading on middle ground here as well because um, let's face it if you hate living down there get in contact too yeah absolutely yeah yeah they're usually more fun <laughs> aren't they lincoln a to z k19 Last week, uh, Johnny and I mentioned uh, we, we actually finally managed to have uh, a pint in a pub during our journey, uh, which was the Pie Wipe. And we've already mentioned uh, the Crow's Nest uh, down on Brant Road in our K19 grid uh, for this uh, episode. Uh, so what we did in the week, we put on uh, onto uh, some social media networks, uh, Twitter and Facebook and the like, that um, what pubs do you miss? Uh, because there, there was uh, certainly a time where well, basically when I settled down, all the pubs in Lincoln started uh, to close down. Um, there was economics and other things in involved in that as well but it just did, did, did seem like a very big coincidence um and uh, well like no other 
topic we've ever put out there we've had a huge response to this uh, and uh, they're still coming in as well they're still coming as well so uh, this is probably going to continue uh, over a few weeks um, and there's very much reminiscing and we're going to hear about that uh, very soon indeed uh, but first it's time for a bit of history now for each of our grids johnny and i stroll around talking into a microphone and taking pictures which is very easy not very hard work, no. We leave that hard work to Joe Hughes from the Lincolnshire Archive. She researches, writes and presents the history of our grids. The name describes perfectly the geography of this week's grid square, lying as it does within the valley of the River Witham, as it snakes its way through low-lying fields on its journey to Bracebridge and Lincoln. Not far from this grid square, the Witham was diverted from its original course, which flowed much nearer the houses of North Highcombe Old Village. You can still see the original line of the river as you travel across the fields on Meadow Lane today. A quick glance at this grid square shows the urban spread of Bracebridge. You can see the city boundary perforating its way through the southern portion and there's still a feeling when you drive south down Brant Road that you're on the very edge of the city's sprawl with the ridge rising up above you and the fields of the Witham Valley stretching away. A lot of the housing around here appeared between the wars but what isn't so well known is that a much older and unique community decided on this peaceful area on the outskirts of the city as an ideal place to establish themselves in the hope of a new life. An area just to the east of our grid square was chosen by the trustees of the Chartist Land Plan. Chartism was a working-class movement for political reform in the 19th century after the perceived corruption and inequality of the dawning industrial age. From the toll-puddle martyrs in the southwest of the country to the artisan workers of the north and midlands, Chartism became an umbrella term for the fight for the rights of the working man, who, even after the Reform Act of 1832, still had no voting rights. Many local newspapers helped to take up the fight for class solidarity and were used as a means to air the grievances of the labouring classes. Then in 1838, six members of Parliament formed a committee which then published the People's Charter, which stipulated six main aims. 1. A vote for every man of 21, of sound mind and not undergoing punishment for a crime. 2. A secret ballot to protect the elector. 3. No property qualification for MPs, allowing voters to return a man of their choice, regardless of his wealth. 4. Payment for MPs, so poor or labouring men could serve. 5. Constituencies of equal size. and 6. Annual elections for Parliament as a way to avoid bribery and intimidation. Land reform was also hoped to be achieved by the Chartist Land Plan, whereby members of the working classes bought shares in a national land company. The land brought by this company would see some of its members chosen by ballot to settle into new homes and make a life for themselves with rent protected. The system didn't work. It wasn't financially sound. And besides that, many of the workers on these new settlements had come in from large industrial cities and were expected to run a small holding, which at five acres wasn't actually that small. Old maps clearly show the Chartist colony on Brant Road, although it wasn't as large as other Chartist settlements springing up around the country. One of those Chartist houses still survives on the east side of Brant Road, complete with some of the original features regarded as necessary to the respectable labouring family, although the five-acre small holdings have long since been built on. These old maps also suggest there may have been plans for a school or other important municipal buildings. There's still a lot of investigation to do on this unique settlement on the outskirts of our city, Investigations which may give us a glimpse of how a Victorian political ideology was brought to life with bricks and mortar, hidden today beneath a residential area that we may pass through, unaware of it ever having been there. OK, thanks as always to Joe Hughes from the Lincolnshire Archives uh, for presenting the history of our K-19 grid. Lincoln A to Z dot co dot UK. 
now it's time to talk about one of our favourite subjects uh, and, uh, well, let's face it, one of Lincoln's favourite subjects because as soon as we uh, we put the question out uh, on any kind of social media, uh, we really, we, well, they had, Facebook had to back up their servers uh, because of it. And that's right, it's pubs. We're going to talk about pubs that have closed down, uh, ones that we miss. And I think in last week's programme we mentioned, or I certainly mentioned the Falcon because uh, I really do miss that place. You know, you see, we, we, we grew up in there, we played in our bands in there uh, and it, the place had character and it had characters. Um, and uh, it's, it's, it's something that's um, uh, missing from your, your coffee shops and wine bars and cafes these days, mister. Um, right, OK, so stop talking uh, now, Paul, and hand over to Johnny because uh, we've, we've got some correspondence here, haven't we? These, uh, uh, let, let's, let's get straight off from saying uh, these are from the Facebook site. So it's about Lincoln and you're probably from Lincoln if uh, is, is the main source of this. Yeah, loads and loads of responses, as you say. Um, we'll start off with a, a few suggestions. Andy Allen uh, suggests the Wheat Sheaf and the Roebuck. Now, this is something, when I was reading through these, a, a lot of them I thought, oh, where's that? Because obviously mm-hmm. they're not there anymore. You don't know where they are. So I'll, I'll try and explain a few. I found a fantastic website, which I'll, I'll, I'll tell you about in a sec. But it, it's, uh, it tells you all about pubs that aren't there anymore. Um, the Wheat Sheaf is, or was, on Broadgate, uh, where the Premier Inn is now. It, later on, it was O'Rourke's. Uh, that's probably how we know it better. Oh, yeah. Uh, just on the corner of... Uh, what's that street called? St. Rombold Street. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that, that's where that was. And the Roebuck was actually where Laura Ashley is now on the high street. There no pubs in that area now, but there, were, there used to be a few. Uh, yeah, that's, that's true. There, there are certain areas throughout the town as you look now where there's just no pubs. The bottom end of the, the pedestrianised high street, for example. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I might go and open a pub down there. Uh, Adrian Goff has got in contact. Uh, this was from It's About Lincoln. Uh, and he would say... Uh, wouldn't say I miss it, but in 1969, at the tender age of 14, my cousin, who was 16, uh, took me into the Black Horse in Eastgate, reputedly the oldest pub in Lincoln. Uh, it was like the kindergarten, and I don't think there was anyone there old enough to drink had his first bottle of Forest Brown. A fight kicked off, and he ended up having a bottle smashed over his head uh, as they all bomb to the exit. Uh, first experience of a pub. Wow, and, uh, and then you go back, and then you go back for more, don't you? I mean, oh, of course. You know, <laughs> if it's not that you've been sick through, you know, no, I want more of that, more of that, please. Yeah. Dan Jackson uh, says the Portland Arms, great times in a place uh, with lots of memories. Of course, the building's still there now. I'm not sure what that is right now, but uh, that's, that's certainly a place I used to go to. That's just, that's just reminded me of um, just along in the next street from there. There was the Ripon Arms as well, which is now flat. That was a, a lovely little pub as well. Yeah, that's true. Now, you mentioned earlier O'Rourke's and uh, Lucy Glover's got in contact. And, uh, O'Rourke's and the Falcon. And there's, there seems to be, a, in my mind's eye, a triangle of pubs that was certainly throughout the 90s where you would have O'Rourke's, uh, the Jolly Brewer and, and the Falcon where you would get, you know, a, a similar a similar vibe, let's say. And uh, still laugh about the drunken nights I had in them. I know I'm out of date, but still uh, still shocked neither are there anymore. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. But this is this. We're, we're going to come to this soon as to, as to perhaps why they're not there anymore. Johnny. What have we got here? We've got uh, Dave Fatbloke. I don't know if that's his real name. Uh, he suggests, uh, he says, uh, has to be the Cornhill Vaults. Great live music and everyone was welcome. Uh, Pamela Cranswick says Cornhill Vaults. And Helen Bagley as well says Cornhill, Va- Cornhill Vaults Defo. Now, for anyone who doesn't remember where that was, it's basically kind of the, the back entrance, the Waterstones now, kind of opposite McDonald's. That was that was more or less where the entrance to that was, wasn't it? And where's this? Sorry, the, uh, the oh, Cornhill, Cornhill Vaults. Vaults. Yeah, yeah. Not, not, the, not to be confused with the City Vaults, which of course is down on the High Street. Uh, which was down on the High Street. Recently, ah. cl- recently closed. Has it? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's definitely, in, amongst all this sea of paper uh, from the correspondence we've had here, uh, yeah, yeah, someone did, uh, did, did say about that. And it, 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 that, I think that one uh, is, is such a shame. And there's a, an area down the High Street which, which is really now... I wouldn't say barren of pubs, they're still there. Uh, but 
the times are changing, aren't they, Johnny? It's it's, uh, it's a case where you used to be able to do a thing called the Lincoln Mile. And uh, just bear with me one second while I reach over and get this bit of paper here. Uh, because uh, someone over, Jim Welch, uh, got in contact saying, does, anyone, does anyone ever recall doing the Cresta Run? Started at the Vic onto the Strugglers, then head for the Bale, and then downhill to the vaults, which of course makes sense. Now, because we came from the uh, the south end of Lincoln, we would always do the Lincoln Mile, where you would start at the, I think it's the Eagle, is it? Uh, on South Park Roundabout. Yes, yeah. And then work your way uh, north, perhaps avoiding some of the really unsavoury pubs or, you know, just, just just ones where you didn't know people because, you know, hey, that's what Lincoln's like, isn't it? And uh, uh, it never recorded, I never thought about, you know, <laughs> actually, right, making the way up the hill while you're sober. Of, of course, that's the, <laughs> of course, that's the common sense thing to do and go down it rather uh, than, uh, well, uh, a drink a pint in each pub because, they, you know, at, at one point, uh, certainly, oh, yeah, let's say 80s, 90s, um, that, that was that was a very long journey indeed. Uh, but it's got shorter and shorter and shorter. Uh, and it's, it's to do with the times, you know, you can look at supermarket prices, you can look at this and that, but I think we've mentioned it before, perhaps back in our Monks Road uh, grid, Johnny, you remember where we were looking at the Monks Road Club uh, and, and the times now where the workers and them having the, li- the pints lined up on the bar. Uh, you know where where people are pulling pints and an hour, a half an hour before uh, the the whistle blows in the factory for the men for the workers uh, to come and drink those pints. It's not there anymore, is it? The culture is very different when you're leaving uh, a job at a communications consultant or, <laughs> or an IT developer. Uh, you're going to go on to uh, well a, a cafe bar or something like that, aren't you? Well, if they go on anywhere, to be honest, I think nowadays people don't seem to do that as a matter of routine. I mean, in the office where I work, occasionally there will be a special thing, you know, where everyone will go out the night but it's not something that people do every night and that's the difference you know years ago people as a matter of routine pretty much every night of the week would go out to the pub mm-hmm. uh now it's a very much a culture of sit at home watch the telly have some cheap lager from tesco's and you know it's inevitable i guess that pubs particularly community pubs they're, they're not the ones so much in the city center but the kind of suburban pubs the pubs that are out there in residential areas they are going to suffer because they need people to be in there you know two or three nights a week well, this is true. This is true. But I think as my attitude, as certainly as I get older, um, I, you know, I, I like I like the odd drink, uh, but I don't particularly like people. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, so, so there's something to be said for that. Lincoln A to Z on Siren FM. Find us on Twitter at Lincoln A to Z. Now it's time for the second part of our visit to our K19 Lowfields Brant Road grid, and I am about to put my foot in it. Now. This is not an area I'm familiar with. Uh, obviously, it's, it's Johnny's stomping ground, old stomping ground, extremely suburban, and bungalow is the word I'm, I'm looking for here. Uh, bungalow looks... Uh, do you know what? I, 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 all right, my immediate thought is when I look around, I think God's waiting room, but it's not a retirement village, this. Uh, they, these are sort of family bungalows, if you like, uh, and, and very nice. I mean, I'm assuming you, you, you didn't grow up anywhere near this bit, did you? It's funny you should say that. Um, because I grew up in that house right there. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, right. Oh no! Do you know what we? I, I, I wouldn't want to think I'd set that up. Really? No, honestly. Yeah, that is the one. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, this is um, this is the house that I grew up in here. Um, it looks quite different now. Uh, the the current owners have put a. It has to be said, really quite ugly extension on the side of it. Um, and also, we used to have a lovely front garden with lots of nice flowers in it. My mum was very proud of that. And the current owners have also decided to uh, kind of concrete that over and park a massive, great, uh, what do you even call that thing? That's a camper van, Uh, yeah, yeah, Yeah. which they could probably go around solving mysteries in like Scooby-Doo. Possibly, yeah, I bet they don't, though. Um, That was cut all the light out of their living room. 
But uh, this, this house was, was very kind of exciting for me when we moved here because we, for the first five years of my life, we lived out in the countryside. And you know how suspicious I am of the countryside. Possibly this is why, because when we lived in the countryside, we lived in a house that was literally in the middle of nowhere. It had no mains electricity and it had an outdoor toilet. And so when, at the age of five, we moved to this house, I was incredibly excited. I spent about the first six weeks constantly flushing the toilet <laughs> and flicking the light switches on and off absolutely amazed that, that such things you know happened so um yeah this this house was quite amazing to me as a child looking at it now I, i'm not sure quite what i saw in it it's, it's not what it was but would you say then that it, it, it never would be you know you go past and visit and the memories you have of childhood are all your sugar coated and uh, glossed with lego not <laughs> uh, and uh, you know not not you know perhaps perhaps we shouldn't have done this would you have preferred not to be here now uh, well given what the current owners have done to our our lovely little house i mean okay it was never lovely it was a 1970s semi it was never beautiful but that i mean that's hideous isn't it that's totally just wrong uh, yeah, but it's functional. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so after spotting uh, a few photo opportunities, as we do for our website, lincolnatorz.co.uk, uh, our producer, uh, Jonathan Hoare, has just uh, stopped me and said he wants to say something about a lamppost. Go for it, Johnny. Well, this lamppost is very important to me because um, one time when I was probably six or seven, I, I was disenchanted, I was fed up with life. You know, I had, I had 99 problems and it was, it was, I was not happy at all. So I decided that I was going to pack my bag and leave. I don't know whether my parents had stopped me from watching Danger Mouse or, <laughs> you know, didn't want me to eat quite so many curly worthies. Whatever the reason, I wasn't happy, so I decided I would just up and leave. So I packed my little Paddington Bear suitcase. Um, I put all the essentials in it. I put, um, you know, my little Knight Rider toy car. My, my incredible Hulk socks uh, and of course a curly whirly and I set off in, onto the open road and I walked out of the house and mum and dad were, were clearly devastated so devastated that they were sniggering a little bit and I walked down the road here and I got to this lamppost and I stopped because I wasn't allowed past this lamppost and so I sat down in front of this lamppost and told it all my troubles and yeah after, after about half an hour of sitting here I, I decided that actually you know life on the road wasn't for me you know I wasn't the littlest hobo and <laughs> I was going to go home again uh, and so that's what I did and it was all forgotten I was home in time for tea I said earlier on we'd be finding out more about our producer Johnny Hoare and um, that was uh, that was quite something maybe tomorrow I want to settle down until tomorrow, I'll just keep moving on. On, uh, on previous grids, uh, when we've not had access to places, uh, we've not really broken and entered in anywhere, but we have uh, been known to peer over a fence or two. So round on, uh, on Renfrew Close, uh, one of the, uh, the many walkways that, that, uh, and footpaths that, that cover this area, um, Johnny is now uh, peering over the fence of his old house. Yeah, it's quite exciting. Um, Renfrew Close is it's what we used to call round the back. Uh, we used to come round here on our bikes. Uh, <laughs> we'd say, Mum, we're going round the back. And she knew what that meant. Okay, mate, come round here. Just over there is the fence uh, that I broke out of on my, my, one of my early days at school. Now it's a, a very tall, very spiky-looking metal fence. I don't think any children are going to be creeping out of there now. Um, and then straight ahead of us, we've got the back of my old house. 
So I'm, I'm just going to sneak over and take a look over the fence. Okay, now I'm going to describe this as being a bit weird. Patio doors are open, it's a bit embarrassing. They've seen me look. We'll move along a little bit. Right, we're outside now. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine they're in a conversation in their kitchen that says those two weirdos that have just been loitering around the front are now around the back. What on earth is going on? Yeah, it is a nice sunny evening and, you know, understandably, they've got their patio doors open and, um, yeah, we, we were spotted. We were clocked. Leg it. And there we go. And not for the first time, I think. We've, we've scarpered from somewhere. Um, there are, you know, there are... There's always going to be places, aren't there, Johnny, where uh, we're not allowed in, where we can't get access to. Um, see the uh, canic grid for that. Um, uh, but yeah, that was that was uh, it was a weird uh, thing thing to be doing, peering over someone's fence, especially after spending time uh, loitering around the front of the house with you, with your head in your hands, saying, "Oh no, oh no, I don't like this anymore." <laughs> I'd, I'd really forgotten how broken you were when we went there. Yeah, it was such a shame. Well, again, it's maybe just you know the memories were fresh in my mind of what I thought it looked like, and then you go there and it's it's. I mean, the, the extension is really bad. You know, even Sarah Beanie wouldn't say that this was good. <laughs> it was it was terrible. Yeah, but oh, the voice she'd say it in anyway. Right, okay. Now we need to move on to uh, to an object because uh, for each and every grid we visit, uh, not only are we go in there and talking around and having a look about the place, uh, we're going to be exhibiting an object uh, as part of an exhibition uh, at the collection in 2014, December 2014. Uh, now we didn't find anything uh, amongst our, our our trials and tribulations uh, around uh, uh, your your personal nightmare of uh, of going back to your childhood johnny however last week was your birthday now whether I, I, whether you told me last week it was your birthday the following day i can't remember maybe this is something i should know uh, maybe you did mention it and i didn't pay any attention uh, which let's face it is probably the most likely <laughs> um so johnny i've bought you uh, a, a present uh, okay. this week there we go uh, right, right. if you could just uh, describe how well that is wrapped it's beautifully wrapped yeah it's uh, and it says to johnny happy birthday yeah. in kind of uh, the, uh, pen yeah, the, the, the only pen I could find in the kitchen, and okay. uh, really, I think this resembles our visit uh, to our K nineteen. Oh, grid. Lego! Hey. Brilliant! Some minifigures. Oh, fantastic! Uh, but the, the the promise you must give me there, Johnny, is you must lend them back to uh, Lincoln A to Z uh, if you can stop playing with it, oh, and uh, we're going to display it, uh, and that will be uh, as part of our K nineteen grid. Um, and do you know what? We are getting. Oh, that's that. I'm trying to get it open. They really are to get open. Uh, they are. We. Oh, I should have. Perhaps, I have to do it later. I should have perhaps brought the kitchen scissors along. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> there'll be a little tear here sign on there somewhere. Oh, there sure. is. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. Five, it's for five plus, and you are now thirty. I oh, know. I'll, I'll I'll give it to my daughter when I get. 30, um, 30, 30, 30, 30, yeah. 30 okay. something. Lincoln, A to Z. A question of Lincoln. That's right, time for a question of Lincoln, heralded there by the, uh, the bells of the Lincoln Cathedral. Johnny, are you going to go first this week? Yeah, yeah I'll go first this week. Nice, uh, easy one for you. <laughs> good, good. In 2003, Lincoln's Theatre Royal was the subject of a four-part documentary series on BBC Two. Uh, okay. And this uh, documentary it was reputedly the inspiration for the Les Dennis Panto episode mm-hmm. of the first series of Ricky Gervais Extras. See, it all fits him. Uh, uh, yeah, Ricky Gervais, Ricky Gervais came yeah. here, didn't he? I went to see him. He did, and this is why he came there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I was going to say that, in fact, and you put me off because that's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. Uh, yeah, I tried to get tickets for that and not a chance. Yeah, how did you get tickets? 
well, you know, you've got to know. You, you know somebody yeah, there, yeah, don't you? Know, it's who you know. And, and you know what? I mean, to put you off even more, Johnny, I'm yeah. going to tell you this story as well. Unless your question is about when I stood up to go to the toilet. No, it's not about that. It's not no. about that. Oh, no, no, no. You see, because we went for a couple of drinks beforehand. And so you're about an hour in. And you sat there, and you know what, Link, uh, the, uh, the the theatre was like. It's very yeah, small, yeah, very, isn't it? Very Beautiful tight, venue, yeah. but very, very small. And of course, you think I oh, sat right in the middle. I think if I stand up now, is he is he one of these comedians that's going to pick on the guy, that's going to talk to the room while I'm out of there, and then you know create something when I come <laughs> back in? Uh, but I managed to do it. I managed. I managed to get off there and in uh, in and out with, uh, with with no fuss. Ricky Gervais. If you're going to see Ricky Gervais live, you can probably get away with standing up and going for a wee. Yeah, well, I'm very, very jealous now because I really wanted to go to that. Okay. But anyway, the question is. That documentary series that inspired Ricky's visit, what was it called? Was it A, Front of House? Oh, a really good question, Johnny. Well done. Was it B, Theatre of Dreams? <laughs> or was it C, Curtain Up? Ten seconds, starting now. I lo- I, you know what? I love all of those titles. They're all good titles, I they? love. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You, you've, you've obviously made up two of those. Yes. That's really yes. good. Have you started the clock? I have, yeah. yeah this is it. This is oh, ten seconds. Um, curtain Up. Curtain Up. <laughs> I'm afraid, no. It was Theatre of Dreams. Oh, you see. Cause I, thought, I thought that's... This kind of thing that you'd make up, I think that was really oh, no, good. No, 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 it's a brilliant documentary as well. I, I tried looking for it on YouTube this week. I can't see it anywhere, but if, if anyone's got a copy of it, put it on YouTube because it's, it's really, really good. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. Johnny, my question to you. Since oh, I've done that thing where I, I tat, I do that quite a lot on the... All right, okay, stop doing that. Since the bedroom tax was introduced earlier this year... Right. <laughs> You didn't know this question was coming. No, I didn't. What has the effect been to Lincoln Council tenants? Has it A, made everything better for everybody involved? <laughs> has it B, not changed much for anybody? Or C, has it nearly doubled the amount of arrears, making it worse for everybody involved? Ten seconds now. I, well, I think I know the answer to this. I saw this in the paper, and even if I hadn't, I could probably take a fair guess. It's it's made it worse for everyone involved, and a lot more people are in arrears, aren't they? Well, you're right. You're right, Johnny. Well yes. done. Well done. You win. Yeah. Uh, you <laughs> you win that wrapping paper from your Lego character. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, yeah. Apparently, uh, council tenants in arrears doubles following the bedroom taxes, according to the Lincoln City Council website. Uh, the number of council tenants behind on paying their rent has more than doubled uh, since the bedroom tax was introduced. The under occupancy legislation introdu- uh, has reduced housing benefit for people with one. One or more spare bedroom from the 1st of April 2013. Uh, within six months of it coming into effect, the number of under-occupying council tenants with rent in arrears rose from 290 to 629. Oh okay, yeah, that's taken from the Lincoln City Council website. Lincoln A to Z on Siren FM. Uh, now it's time for poet Trevor Davis to give us his impression of this week's grid. K19, Witham, Bracebridge, Low Fields. In K-19, the River Witham should not be confused with the North Highcombe pump drain, which, whilst being also filled with water, is not the same. The Witham is, of course, a natural feature of the landscape, whilst the drain is not. The Witham will quite probably contain fish, though not, to my knowledge, salmon. The drain may also contain fish, but it is less likely to do so than the river. In any event, you should take care that when out walking with small children that the youngsters keep well away from the edge of the water. It can be very dangerous, especially after a period of heavy rainfall. The banks can get quite slippery. I mention salmon because I quite like salmon sandwiches, either smoked or poached with a bit of cuke and mayonnaise, brown bread, not white, and butter, not margarine. 
You should eat a variety of sandwich fillings in order to provide a varied diet. Just salmon every day would get a bit boring and you might find yourself short of a specific vitamin. This is guesswork. I am somewhat digressing here. Artistic license. I did look online to see what information I could find about the drain. I was hoping to find the date when it was cut slash invented. Delete as appropriate. I couldn't at least on the first two pages of Google, and I wasn't desperate enough for the information to look any further. So that's it. Not a particularly enlightening article, but it's all you're getting. Ciao. Thanks to Treff, and uh, that made me rather peckish. I would strongly recommend a visit to uh, his Philosopher on Tap website, philosopherontap.com. Lincoln A to Z. Uh, okay, so this is the end of the program. Um, we're going to get round to more of uh, the uh, the pubs, the, the lamented pubs, uh, in in the next episode. To be honest, we've got far too many to get through in one uh, in one episode, and they're still coming through now. I, I checked my Facebook uh, throughout a couple of uh, a couple of things. Here. They're still streaming in. My timeline is absolutely full of people missing. Well, mainly the city vaults by the looks of things. People love that place. I mean, how did it ever, you know, with this much support, how did it ever close down? And uh, what's there now? That's what I'm wanting to know. This is the, this is the inquisitive nature of our, our project here, isn't it, Johnny? Uh, I've also looked at the A to Z map to find out uh, if it's in one of our grids, and it's not. However, uh, what we're going to bring to you next week is uh, some more of your long-lamented, uh, long-lost lamented pubs. Uh, and also... Um, there seems to be quite a few names rearing their heads again and again and again. So we're going to give you the unofficial uh, chart uh, next week of the, uh, of the of the most missed pubs uh, in Lincoln. And uh, we've decided to create a graph out of that as well. And if I say it now on air, then that means we've got to do it for next week. Or more than likely, the producer's got to do it. So where are we going to go next week, Johnny? Have we decided yet? Oh, we're not entirely sure, are we? We're not, no. It's either Heart's Home, <laughs> it's either Heart's Home or it's Skellingthorpe Village, so we're, we're going to see how we get on uh, with those, uh, and we'll decide during the week. Throughout the week, yeah. I mean, if anyone knows anyone who knows anything about the Swan Home Lakes area and Heart's Home Park, please, please get in touch. Lincoln, A to Z, at sirenonline.co.uk. We'll be very keen, uh, because, well, you know what, we've been in touch with uh, Rangers and the local council. They don't seem too interested in talking to us about it. (laughs) Hey, let's get it out there. Um, So if you know anything about the area, particularly the Swan Home Lakes area, that's uh, where most of that grid covers, um, let us know because we're wildly interested about it and, uh, you know, we we, we really want to know. Um, So we'd like to talk to somebody about it, please. (laughs) 